0: You're listening to Thoughtful Wellness Revolution with Zara and Hien, where we believe wellness isn't wellness if it's just for you. Today, you're listening to a preview of a bonus episode. Before we get started, remember to give us a five-star rating and review. Let's get into it. So this is our bonus episode with Nara, um, and we love to hear more um, about public health and. You know all the things that you know and are interested. Um, can you tell us more about you know the public health issues that are affecting um, the Black and Brown communities?
1: Yeah, um, unfortunately, it it does translate that most health issues do affect Black and Brown communities, um, which is the sad truth. And it's um, a professor said this to me, and it really has stuck with me throughout the years of public health disparities or disparities in health, they aren't inevitable, they are created. And that is a concept that has stuck with me for years now because for so much of my life, I was told by my physicians, by my family, that like the health outcomes that I hadn't even been diagnosed with yet, they were inevitable for me. I was going to have heart disease. I was, I was going to have cancer. I was going to have this and I was going to have that. Um, And, you know, like I would look around at my family and, you know, you would see these patterns or I would see these patterns in them. And then I'd look around to the larger South Asian population, the Pakistani population, then extending into Indian population, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I would see similar patterns in them. So I was like, oh, it's inevitable. People that look like me, people that act like me, we have poor health. I didn't know why. Um, But it's what i had been told. And so I had blindly accepted it because I didn't think there was another way to go about it. Um, And so I guess specifically a a public health issue that really affects black and brown communities is mm, preventable diseases like like heart disease and things like that. And it's because I think a lot of times our physicians tell us like um, it is genetics, like it runs in your family. So you're going to have it. Um, and that isn't the case. And I think that's what evidence-based research through public health tells us. Um, yes, your genetics have such a role in your health, but there's also these outside factors that affect, um, the health outcomes that you face. And like, they either exacerbate them or they like can help you mitigate them better. Like for example, um, the neighborhood you live in and the surrounding built environment that you live in. So when your doctor tells you to exercise more or can tell you to exercise more to improve like your nutrition and like in that realm of well-being do you have the space and the resources to do so it's not just like going to a gym that is such a conventional way to you know incorporate wellness into your life but it's like if you want to go on a walk do you have the sidewalks to do so? Do you have the parks and you know like those aspects of built environment to do so? So it's like, yes, genetics have a role in it, but what outside of that, what outside of that influences it? And so, um, in two thousand twenty, I want to say racism was declared a public health issue by Congress, and um, like yes, a lot of things the government does, especially in the arena of equity and equality, can feel very performative. But by declaring public health a, um, by declaring racism a public health issue, it shifts the focus onto systems and structures, making it harder to downplay its very real effects versus um, we know that society loves to chalk up individual experiences of inequality as a result of individual action so like by doing by recognizing it as a bigger force I think that's something that can really or should be able to help improve the health and well-being of black and brown communities so if that wasn't a specific issue unfortunately there's a lot of public health issues that directly affect black and brown communities but those are the steps I hope we
2: can take yeah thank you so much for sharing that and I appreciate you doing that and also uh, the thing about South Asians, I've heard this from a few doctors as well. Well, where they just say, Oh, well, you're South Asian, so you will have heart disease and diabetes. And did you know that I learned recently that, well, hi, I my dog is in the picture now for everyone who is watching. Sorry for your listeners, from our listeners. Um, but um they were saying that South Asians have such a like a, a lean, like a lower lean muscle mass and a higher fat content because over like 200 years, we experienced like 30 famines or something crazy. And so it's like, yeah, like those genetic things do play a no factor. But if you go into a doctor's office and you just say, well, all Indian food or South Asian food is bad. And if you eat it, you're just going to end up this way. And it's already in your genetics. So it doesn't matter. Like, well, those are the only two factors. And if you're telling me it doesn't matter what I do, why does it matter what I do? And it just, it's so limiting I'm sorry, y'all. My dog is like really just vying for attention right now. Um, you know, Biku's just excited to be here with everyone. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's so, there are so many issues that affect so many different areas that don't think about the the specific pieces that we need outside of nutrition or exercise. Um, and yeah, yeah, that personally has affected me. So I am, feel, I'm feel grateful that things are being talked about now because it's, I, for so many years, I was going to the doctor saying I have problems and they were like, do more yoga. And I was like, I'm a yoga teacher.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's not much, (laughs) there's your answer.
0: Thank you for listening to the thoughtful wellness revolution podcast for the full episode and more bonus content you can go to thoughtfulwellnessrevolution.substack.com and subscribe for only five dollars a month